Okay. So, um, what I want to do uh, with uh, Jamie's help uh, is I want to do three things. I want to give you truths about adoption, encouragements for adoption, and then have a Q&A time. Okay? And so, um, there's a lot to be said in a scenario like this, and everybody's in a different situation. And so, uh, but hopefully, the things that, that we say will be of help to, to everyone. And so, let me just give you some truths about adoption that uh, I think will be uh, of help to you uh, as you go through the process, whether it's you're helping adoptive parents or you're going to become adoptive parents or you already are. And the first thing is this, is that adoption is rooted in tragedy. And we don't need to belittle that. When, in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve, our representatives in the garden, decided that they were going to go their own way and that they wanted to be like God and say, you know what, um, we, we think we know best. They cast the world under the fall, and God cursed both them, their work, their labors, childbearing, um, everything. And so we need to understand that it's rooted in tragedy because um, no matter what happened, whether it's the death of, of two biological parents, whether it's uh, an imprisonment of a biological parent, whether it's just uh, a teenage mom who has to give up a child, no matter what it is, a child who needs to be adopted is rooted in a tragic situation. So let's, let's realize that and, and embrace that reality because if we ignore it or deny it, then we're never going to look at that child in a way that they need to be looked and care for a child in the way that they need to be cared for. Second, adoption is beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's primarily beautiful because it mirrors and it images God's adoption of his spiritual children. It's, it's not so different from marriage. M marriage is a picture. It is a reflection of Jesus Christ's marriage to his bride, the church. And so every time a husband and a wife, they come together in a covenant relationship and, and the husband loves honors, blesses, helps, and leads his wife, and the wife honors, loves, blesses the husband. It puts on display Jesus Christ and his church so that the watching world can say, wow, God must be great. Well, adopting and parenting is the same way. Wow, God must be a, a wonderful father. He loves, cares for, blesses, encourages, nourishes, and disciplines his own children and that's exactly what adoptive parents do. So it's a beautiful thing. John chapter 1, in his prologue, introducing the whole concept of the gospel of Jesus Christ, John says that he has given us right to become the children of God. In, in that area, he actually talks about both regeneration and adoption. That he, he makes new these, these people and he puts them into his family. God puts people into his family and he treats them as if they were his own because they are his own because he adopted them into his family. Um, and in Romans 8, Paul says that um, we now have been set free from our slavery, set free from our bondage, set free from all of the anxiety of not having a family, and we've been put into God's family so much so that we now can call God what? Father. Father. Abba. Father. And I'll tell you something. Nothing is more beautiful than when we can physically and relationally 
identify with God such that when we bring children into our home and they can call us daddy and mommy, they can experience really what the gospel is all about in, in that. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's rooted in tragedy, but it's beautiful. Third, it's hard. It's hard. Listen, in Genesis chapter 3, God cursed work and childbearing and life. And so for us to, to go into adoption and somehow think this pie in the sky, this amazing, uh, beautiful, wonderful, kumbaya kind of mentality without the hardest, that, that is just not reality. That's not life and it's certainly not adoption. So um, I'm, I, I hate to be um, kind of shocking to you, but adoption is extremely hard. It is very difficult. And so you need to know that. Adoption's a calling. It's a calling. It's it's not it's not like making a decision to um, to offer respite care um, to a child for a, a weekend. It's it's not like making a decision to come to a parenting conference for a weekend or not. Listen, the Holy Spirit has to come into your heart and so convict you and so compel you, and so give you this burning desire that you cannot but adopt. Because if, if you go into it half in, but half out, sitting on the fence, skeptical about it, you are doomed for failure. You've got to be committed to this because it is a calling. It's something that God puts on you, almost like a, 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 a minister, a, a pastor, a preacher is called to preach. You are called to adopt and serve and, and labor in, in that mission field. It's different. It's different from the normal pattern of having children and, and raising children. And, and embrace, embrace the differentness about it. Adoption is evangelistic. It's evangelistic. I want to say a few things about that. First of all, it is um, the motive is the gospel. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news of salvation through faith in the person and work of Jesus. All right, so, so in the gospel, y'all, we, we are uh, experiencing salvation. We're delivered from the power of sin, the pollution of sin, and the penalty of sin. We're rescued over to the power of Christ's resurrection, the purity of Christ's righteousness, the promise of life with Christ forever. That's the promise of the gospel. And, 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 and that's through the person work of Jesus. Well, listen, the gospel is the motive for adopting. Any other motive is not a big enough or strong enough or abiding enough of a motive to do adoption well. The motive is the gospel so that the means of adopting is the gospel. We apply the gospel to our hearts and we say, God has made us his children. He is now our father. Okay, we want to make others kids who need parents, our children. We want to be their mommy and daddy, and we want to love them the way that God has loved us. We want to have permanent love for them the way that God has permanent love for us. We want to pour out our lives for them the way that God has poured out his life for us in Jesus Christ. We want to mirror and image the love of God for us as we do that for these children. So the motive is the gospel, the means is the gospel, and the goal is the gospel. Make no mistake, make no mistake. If you simply provide physical care, material provision, and emotional support for your child, apart from giving them the gospel, 
and apart from God bringing the gospel to them in some other means or fashion, then your children who you have cared for emotionally and provided for materially are going to die one day and they're going to go to hell. I'm not saying there's no worth to parenting adopted children who you don't give the gospel to. There is worth. You give them clothes. You give them emotional support. But I'm going to tell you, um, as Christians, our goal in every relationship is to give people the gospel. And so your goal as an adoptive parent must be to give your children the gospel of Jesus Christ so that they can experience the love of God and be transferred over from death into life. So it's evangelistic. It's intense. Now, I will invite your input here. I'll invite your input. When I say the word intense, intense, what, what words are attached to intense in your mind? Give me some feedback. Bradley, could you help me out start off with? What intense? Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, you know, even adoption day, you know, I don't know if there's anything that compares with that. It's an amazing thing. Okay, good. Exciting. What else? What? Focused. Yes. They said that earlier, focused uh, in our previous session. I agree. It's absolutely focused. There is a... What? Yes, passionate. Yeah, exhaustion. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That's actually a great combination right there because passionate, man, is something that you just get excited about. You're focused on. You're thrilled over, and at the same time, you're up at two a.m. You're crying. You're struggling, and and there's that combination. And so that's exactly what I'm trying to hit right there. Both the positive focused, unbelievable nature of it and the exhausting, exasperating, tired nature of it at the same time. So it's intense. And right, I think yes. fear is also a huge part of that as well. Mm. There's fear on everybody's part. How, how fearful do you think the children are? Right. You know? right. right. But, but I, I would be lying through my teeth if there were, if I didn't say there weren't fear as an adoptive parent. I mean, there is significant fear that happens. Um, and that's why your faith, your trust in the sovereignty of God and the power of God and the sufficiency of the gospel has to be in your heart if you're going to if you're going to adopt and adopt and parent in a way that God will will, will bless. And the significance of knowing this is your calling. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a calling. You won't make it to it. That's right. You won't. Yeah. Okay, um, adoption is risky. It's risky. Um, it's risky because you risk comfort and ease and money and time and social acceptability and sometimes even relationships. All right, but this is what I want to say. Um, risk is right where God has shined light. And what I mean by that is James 1.27, God has said that pure and undefiled religion is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distress. God has shined light. He's shining light and he's saying, this is real religion. This is the gospel. This is how you live your Christian life. Go to orphans. 
Go to children who have need. Visit them. Care for them. Love them. Help them. Bless them. And so this is what I want to say. When I say adoption is risky, I only mean it in terms of the world's estimation. Because in God's economy and in God's kingdom, it's not a risk. Because it's actually obedience. It's following through with what God has called His people and His kingdom to do. Adoption, and, and yes. The higher the risk, the greater the reward. Yeah, amen. I think both, possibly, Glenn, in this life and in the life to come. Okay, um, adoption is isolating. I don't, I don't want to discourage you, but um, it, people don't know what to do with uh, adoptive families. And you need to know that they're uncomfortable and they, they, they don't know what to say, much less know, um, how, you know, you, so you might not get invitations to dinner um, like you used to get invitations to dinner. You might not experience social um, norm like you, you used to. You just need to know that. It, it it's kind of comes with the territory. By the way, that would be a great opportunity for me to say Alan Easterwood um, is wanting to start an adoption support group. And so... Um, if you want to sign up for this, I, uh, Jamie and I did. It's a great idea. I know I know of no Christian gospel adoption support group in our area, so it would be great if we started one through through this um, because it is. I think it's necessary. It's necessary for sanity, and I think it's necessary for for encouragement. Adoption is uh, permanent. It's legal. It's binding. Um, it, 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 it's, it's permanent, and so you need to go into it knowing that reality. And finally, under the truth, I just want to say adoption's messy. Brothers and sisters, life is messy. Marriage is messy. Jamie and I have a, a good marriage, and we love each other dearly. We've been married 20 and a half years. Um, but even though we love each other um, sacrificially and covenantally, our marriage is messy. Okay. So don't dare think that when you adopt that child, if you go overseas and you, you get him or her out of that orphanage or, or you uh, adopt from an agency here in the States and, and you experience Adoption Day, look, it's going to be glorious and beautiful and wonderful and exciting and all of that, but don't think it's going to be Pollyanna. It is going to be messy. It's going to be um, ugly at times, but embrace it because life is that way. Life in the kingdom is that way. Okay, I'm going to uh, take a breath right there. And um, I think what I'll do is give you uh, some encouragements and then we'll open it up for discussion. We'll just talk. Okay, so those were truths about adoption. Here are some encourage, encouragements for adoptive parents. And the first one is, is the longest one, and it is this. Don't adopt because it's a cool idea or a backup plan. Okay. Only adopt because it's at the center of God's heart. Only adopt because it's at the center of God's heart. Um, I remember when Jamie and I were in church and a guy behind the pulpit said one day, um, there are 36,000 children in our county in the foster system. And we had experienced a miscarriage and we were simply just driving home from uh from church that day and this is what we said there are 36,000 children in our county who don't have parents uh, probably a good idea 
if we started to try to maybe become one or two of their parents. Okay? Um, and so there are, I know there are layered motiva- motivations, but please don't let it be just simply a backup plan or because it's cool or hip today. Do it because God wants Christians to visit orphans. All right, uh, never look back. Never, ever look back. It's like the covenant of marriage. It's like the covenant you have with God. It is permanent. It is binding. It, 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 it brings a permanency to it. So don't regret it. Don't look back on it. Never, never say, what if? No, don't do any of that. Never look back and give your whole heart to your adoptive child. Give everything that you've got. Give, give your, your, your time, your money, your, your investment, your training, your, your love. Give everything you've got to your adoptive child and children. Focus on the gospel all the time. Focus on the gospel all the time because your children need to know that your motive and your desire is the gospel. Your motive is, hey, son, hey, daughter, we've been adopted into God's family. He came to us and visited us in our time of need. And so we came to you because we wanted to demonstrate to you the kind of love that God has. And, and, and our love is not near as good as His love. And so we want you to be connected, not just merely to our family. We want you to be connected to His family. And He loves you and He wants you to know that He wants you in His family. So give them the gospel all the time. Um, and, and so I want to say this, do family devotions, do family devotions frequently and engage in formative instruction and corrective discipline. Now this is one thing I want you to realize um, in, in adopting. Once you have adopted, y'all, I know there is an abiding nature to the fact that you have adopted your child, but when you... When you adopted, you adopted your child. That's past tense. It happened. Now, you know what your child is? Your child. He or she is your child. I'm not not a big fan of, you know, these terminology, real parent, real child, you know, adoptive parent, adoptive child. Listen, I've got three boys. They're my boys. And you know what I do with them? I formatively instruct them every day. And I correctively discipline them when they need it. Because they belong to me. And they belong to my wife. Let me just give you a couple more. I think we'll, we'll have about ten minutes or so to, to just discuss um, be submersed in the local church. Be submersed in the local church. You, you've got to be. You've got to surround your children with people who have been adopted by God, who know the reality of God's love, and then pour that love into those children. You you want your children to experience God's love from everybody, not just in a vacuum in your own family and in your own in your own home. Ask your friends and family to read adoption books. This is just a fact. It's, 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 it's not a negative commentary on people, but so many people, even Christians, just don't get it. They don't understand. 
They, um, I, I, I don't focus on the negative, but y'all, I've had people, family members, who have said some of the most offensive things to me. And, and I just let it roll off of me, and this is what I think. They just don't get it. They don't understand. And so I don't get mad about it. My feelings do get hurt. I will be honest. But to help your friends and family embrace what you're doing, buy them books. You know, at Christmas, or send them to them in the mail on their birthday. Send them Russell Moore's Adopted for Life. Uh, s- send them uh, quality. If they're not readers, then get them a little pamphlet on adoption. Or send them a sermon that Charles Spurgeon wrote on spiritual adoption. Just give your friends and family a picture of what uh, of the motive of, of adoption and the means and the, and the mode of it. Um, but then on, on the flip side, don't air your laundry to people who don't understand. They, they just don't get it. And so that's why a support group would be really good because it would be good to talk to people who get it, who understand, who feel the, the weight and the, the calling and the blessing of it. Um, I'll just say one thing. If you're married, don't neglect your marriage. Husbands and wives love and listen to each other. Um, Just like parenting, when you adopt a a child and they become your child and you parent them, that can become your whole world. And I think because of the nature and the intensity and the focus and, and the blessing of it all, you can get so wrapped up in it that you lose focus in your marriage. And the fact is, is that you're still married and that your first ministry is to your spouse, not to your child. And so don't lose focus on that. Um, um, don't neglect your marriage. Focus on it. And, and then finally, I just want to say buckle up. Buckle up because it'll be the adventure of your life, the ride of your life, and um, it will be fun and glorious and beautiful, and you will shed tears of happiness and surprise and joy and amazing blessing. I remember watching one of my, my boys do something last year. And it's funny because um, it was a normal thing. But w- when he did this thing um, and accomplished this feat, a flood of memories came back to what, where we had been with him. And I, I'm, I'm normally not a very emotional person. But when you adopt... When you adopt, there's a history there that in moments that you least expect it, God just flashes before you all of these things that have transpired over the last 10 years, and you're like, and this happens? That is unbelievable. That is crazy good. God, you are so amazing. And so buckle up because it will be the, the ride of your life. Okay. I think we've got eight or nine minutes where we can just uh, just talk. Um, you can provide commentary. You can ask a question. One thing I want to tell you is I didn't want to do this. Um, I told Cody I didn't really want to do it. I said we're not proficient in it. Jamie and I are at the hardest point of our parenting season, and so we're not we're not out of the woods. We're struggling big time. But he said just minister out of your brokenness, and you guys can help one another. And so uh, let's do that for eight or ten minutes. So. Um, somebody lead us off with either a, a just a, a comment or a, or a question or something. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for everything that you said. And we are adoptive parents, but we have two um, babies that were adopted. And one, our son, 
five weeks and our baby girl was 10 days. And what a blessing. And um, with her parents in every way, and we love them so much, and God was great when he gave us these two gifts. Yeah, and, and Ryan, you, you talked about, you know, the fall of man, and, and it's a tragedy, you know, but as the fall of man, you know, in Genesis, uh, ends with, uh, with a, a great and glorious plan, you know, uh, with Christ here, so was, so was adoption. So sometimes God, in, 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 in our case, and a lot of other people that we know who are our parents, we don't like to use the word, we don't like adoptive parents, we're parents. That out of tragedy, God brings triumph here. Mm. You know, and so sometimes he closes the door through infertility, you know, miscarriages, uh, 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 any number of things here. But there is there is triumph out of, out of the tragedy because of, the, of God and his love and his love. Him, him being a father to us here, you know, all to do be open, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. And when I said we're adoptive parents, I did, I've never thought of myself as, and they're just my children. Especially two, children. two in the morning here, you know. And At two in the morning when they're kids, <laughs> or, or, or two in the morning when they're teenagers, you know. It doesn't really matter. It never changes there, you know. And the last thing I'll say is, yes, we've had people to say, oh, I thought in Colorado, they said, oh, I thought, I didn't know they were adopted. I thought they were yours. And I said, what? They are mine. And so, anyway, God has really blessed us. And Anyway, well, so we're, we're grateful for them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like they're real, you know, oh, I thought they were your real children. No, they're not real. They're actually fake. They're artificial. <laughs> you pick them up and twist them up. We can give you lots of other pointers. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> or I thought they were your, your real, yeah. yeah. I am real. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I had a question just to throw it to the group. So, Ryan, you talked about how people just don't get it. They just don't understand adoption. Even though adoption is much, I guess, trendier, it's much more in vogue today than it, than it used to be, it is still the case that although it's in vogue in, in principle, people do not understand the practice of it. And so the question I want to ask is, Ryan, you talked about when people ask questions or offer comments and the attitude you have of just, just being as charitable as possible, they just don't understand. But you, know, you can't give people a 45-minute sermon on a theology of adoption. You can't exegete Romans 8 and walk through you know, the, the process of adoption and, and share. So I guess how do you engage those types of things? So like, here's a few questions Sarah and I have been asked in the past four weeks. Oh, I could never do foster care or adoption. My heart would get too attached to them. Um, uh, are, you, are, are you guys going to try to have your own kids later? Or is this just what you're going to do? Um, what else have we been asked? I just thought of another one. Um, one just slipped my mind. I guess like racial questions, but I can't think yeah. of like, one right off. But like... Mm -hmm. um, or once, you know, they saw Jakai as a baby who we're fostering right now, and um, the first question one of uh, Sarah's good friends asked was, is she normal or is something wrong with her? Yeah. yeah. So, like, how do, I mean, questions like that, I mean, we've all, yeah. we know these questions. How do we respond in a uh, sincere, genuine, charitable, winsome uh, way to those kind of questions? I'll add to that, ironically, um, in our workplaces, among friends that aren't Christians, they're so excited about yeah. it, and they're so supportive of it, and they think it's the greatest thing, and they're bringing us clothes. And but then among the Christian community, people are like, 
kind of almost, I think, the Medicaid and the, all the mm-hmm. government stuff, they're just mm-hmm. like, I don't want anything to do with that. John, I appreciate your um, concern for us and, and asking us questions about what we're doing. You know, Jesus said that unless a, a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it will bear much fruit. Jesus said that um, if you want to come after me, you must deny yourself and take up your cross and follow after me. And this is the thing is we, we believe that, that adoption and foster care is at the very center of the heart of God because we were foster kids and, and we, we needed a family and God brought us into his family. And our motive is to, to be like God and to do what God has called us to do. And, you know, there are certain questions that we don't ask, we don't answer, um, either because it's not really somebody's business or it's not helpful. You know, this is the fact is our children have a lot of dignity. They have a lot of dignity. They have as much dignity as I do or you do. And you don't go around telling us everything about your circumstances and your situations. And we don't go around talking about our kids and their circumstances and situations. And just because they were foster kids or they're, they're adopted now, um, you have no more right to, to the information of their life than I have to the right of your children and, 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 and their information. Um, if that offends you, I'm sorry, but um, they have dignity just like everyone else. Please pray for us as we continue to try to be at the heart of God. Man, that is offensive, but that is how I approach it. And, and, and I'm going, we can go a step further here and say, you know what? This is a special calling. You know, maybe you aren't called to do that. You know, because it is a special calling. And when you tell us when you tell somebody that they're not good enough for it here, mm-hmm. they shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and then you walk away and you punch a hole in the wall. Afterwards, here, but you know, but hey, this this is a calling. We're called to do this. I've been adopted by God, you know, and I certainly don't look like God. I don't think here, you know, uh, and it's a special calling that we feel like we've been called to. Pray for us. I think that the root problem is that so many people in the kingdom of God don't understand the economy of God. Absolutely. You know, they don't understand the stewardship that God grants us. And so you want to be patient. I'm a pastor too. So you want to be patient with people who don't understand the economy of God, but you don't want to cater to the people who don't understand the, the economy of God. Challenge them. Like, yeah. Cha- you want to challenge, challenge them. them. Yeah. Challenge I think you, you really do want to hit the ball over in their court and in a gracious, loving way, you want to make them ask the question, do I really understand the heart of God? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an opportunity to share God and what the gospel and what he's yeah. done for us. I know my dad is unchurched, but he's well-versed in the Bible. And my sister is in the, pro- they're in the process of adopting three children. And he's adopted, and he asked why. You know, why, why would your sister do this? I just don't understand. And I'm like, Dad, it's a calling. It's our opportunity to share with him, you know, what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Hey, there, that's, there are multiple adults who have been, who were grew up adopted, and they're not going to adopt because it was tough. It was hard. It, and, and it's not, quote, unquote, natural. Because the only, the only way that I think that a child who was adopted is going to adopt Maybe not the only way, but primary way is that they understand the adoption of God. Because it's so difficult and it's so challenging. And why would you do it if it's not natural? But, but if it's done in a godly way, in a biblical godly way, it is rewarding. 
to you all. It's rewarding to them. You know, uh, uh, I mean, I, not, to, not, not to, to, to boast here, but I, I think our two, it would surprise us if they didn't yeah. want to adopt this. Yeah, and like possible. one of our children um, with small children is so great. So compassionate and kind and, and, and everything. And I just wonder if, if there is some connection, even though non-verbally, if there's a connection there. And uh, I hope that there is. There should be. Yeah. I, you know, we, we, just from a, we didn't like to have family devotionals. We like to be a family devotional. Because everything we did was based around the Shema. You know, mm -hmm. if you go read the sixth chapter of Deuteronomy there, I think that's the basis of all parenting here, you know. Mm -hmm. I will say to you that um, we don't champion adoption publicly because I have a very public ministry. We don't champion it publicly and talk about it a ton. And this is, and there, you can do it, and I think it's glorious when it's done, but... Um, we we try to preserve the dignity of our children, and we live in a we live in a broken world. Absolutely. With um, and they're a, they're around um, broken people and broken youth, and we don't want our children to have to experience any more um, unnecessary suffering and ridicule than what they already experience. And so, um, if if we're wrong in that, um, then. Um, we'll let the Lord rebuke us and tell us even on the day of our judgment. Um, we don't deny it. We talk about it. We celebrate it. We, it is something that is open. It is not a secret. Everybody that knows us and knows our children knows that um, we have adopted, that they are our children. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, we just don't go around championing it everywhere we go from the rooftops. And that's just us. And, uh, of course, you can do what you you so let me ask you this, Ryan. Yeah. Do your children now? Do, do they? You you two never mention it, but I, I would I would venture to say that they mention it probably more than you do. They may, they may. I don't know. They don't speak just, to that. A, a case in point: our our daughter uh, recently had an opportunity uh, for her boss uh, to uh, digest, uh, be okay with abortion. And she just flat out, you know, said, well, I want you to know, you know, how I feel about this. And this is her boss here, you know, that uh, I'm adopted. You know, mm -hmm. so this subject of abortion is something near and dear to my heart here, you know. Yeah. You know, I have a biological mom who elected to do the right thing here, mm -hmm. you know. And, you yeah. know, I have, two, I have two great parents. Yeah. You know? and, and God loves me and God believes this abortion is wrong. So, I mean, through adoption there, she, she is having an opportunity to build a relationship with her boss here. And speaking of championing, that's, that's exactly right, because what we do is we want to champion um, our children's biological parents Absolutely. in making the decision. They, they made a hard, that, yeah. difficult decision that's right. that was right. Yeah, so we want to champion them. That's good. Let's we get uh, maybe uh, two more minutes here if you've got anything. Sure, you ask for God's direction, but are there circumstances that fall into line when you adopt? I mean, I guess you could tell me like how some of your adoptions went. Was it something that fell in your lap, 
there's something that more you pursued. Yeah. Or so when we were on our way home from church that day, and the number, and we just said, you know, um, we uh, we had experienced a miscarriage, uh, not right before that, just right before that, and and uh, we were just said, you know, um, they talked about some classes we could take to do a foster adopt program. We should probably do that. So we we went. Like it was a six or nine week class, Jamie, is that right? Something of that nature. And this is what happened. We took a nine week class. We went every Tuesday and Thursday night for three hours at a time among some, it was a very unique circumstance. But then after we took the class, we got a certificate and then we went two or three months and never heard anything. And then we get a phone call one day and um, from an agency that says, hey, we've got this child, gave the circumstances. And they said, we want to know if you'd be willing to, to take the child and 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 we said, well, we'll definitely pray about it. And they said, well, great, we'll give you five minutes. So we hung up and we prayed for five minutes. All right, but that decision was made nine months before, right? And then so we picked it up, and then two hours later, the child came into our home and has never left. That's how that happened. It's interesting there because backing up, um, I don't know, Tom runs. It just mushes in my brain. But backing up months, if not years before that, we spent some time out of country. And while out of country, um, the Lord gave me an opportunity to connect with one specific child, if not multiple, and just really gave me, uh, I think, a need to open my eyes to, I mean, I couldn't speak his language. I couldn't speak directly to the child, but there was um, A connection. And so much so that I, I would have gotten a plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a need there. And I think that, that the Lord plant, planted that in my mind to open my eyes to what he was calling us to. Because he, needed, he knew I needed a lot more time on that than maybe what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that the Lord does things like that along the way. And I could give you several examples. Some really small and seemingly insignificant and others bigger that opened up my eyes and vision for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we close in uh, prayer? Why don't, why, but when I say that, I would like for you to bow your head, and I would like for you um, to do this. I would like for you to take an opportunity to thank your Heavenly Father for coming to you and visiting you And bringing you into his family. And now I want to I want to ask you to, to thank God for giving you a heart for adopting children. Because that's grace. Grace has visited you in having a heart for children who need love. That means grace has visited you. So thank God for that grace. Thank God that you're not calloused to the needs of children.
And now just ask God right now how you can champion his kingdom through adoption. And ask him to give you the resolve to do it. Father, we make these prayers and offer this request in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.